that countdown pumped you up because we are super pumped to be back here with you today. If you are just joining us for the first time, welcome to Power Hour. We empower high-level sales pros to maximize results and crush their goals through out-of-the-box thinking from experts and these amazing co-hosts here with me on how you can up-level your business and your life. So, if it's your first time in Power Hour, welcome to Power Hour. In these first 30 minutes, you will hear lessons and real-world strategies from powerful leaders. And then the next 30 minutes are up to you to implement. So we're so glad to have you here today. <clears throat> and we've got a special guest today to help us kick it off. So real quick, I'm Claire Davis. And if we haven't met yet, I've got over 15 years of experience in marketing, sales, and recruitment. And I help sales leaders get better jobs that they love and make more money. So I'm going to toss it over to our co-host here, and then we'll get started. So Dan, can you introduce yourself for this season two kickoff? I certainly can. And I'm so excited to be back, especially now that we have opening themes and stuff like that. We're, we got fancy <laughs> over the break. We're, we yeah, yeah. It's happening. <laughs> Um, hey everyone, I'm Dan Mott and I'm a LinkedIn social selling strategist who shows solopreneurs how to find their tribe, build their brand and grow their business. I'm super excited to be back. It was, was it weird for anyone else? Like I was so used to doing it week to week and then we took like, what, four weeks off. And then now I'm like, how do I, how do I do this again? Where do I look? Where am I? What do we do? Where, where am I? <laughs> find the lens, find the lens. Yeah. Yes, totally. Matt, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. So I am Matt Zahn. I show people how to persuade with power in the art of strategic storytelling. I primarily do it through one-on-one -on -one coaching and workshops. So I'm excited to introduce this morning's guest because if you really are honest with yourself and you look back on 2021 and you think of all the different things regarding posting and content, you'll probably recognize you did a lot more marketing than you did sales. Because marketing is flashy, it's cool, it's exciting. We want to do marketing. Sometimes it can be very easy. It's fun. And sales we normally view as a fight and a grind and grit. But what if you could marry marketing and sales? What if there was a marriage of the two where the content you're producing, what you're saying leads to sales? That's why I'm excited for this conversation today. Because today... We have Ryan Sullivan, and he's going to talk about how you can utilize podcasting to increase your sales. Now, some of you may be listening to that thinking, I don't have a podcast and I have no desire to start one. That's even better because we're going to focus on how guesting, how being a guest on someone else's podcast can increase your sales. So I'm excited. So bring Ryan in and let's start off this <laughs> conversation. Boom. There he is. Hey, Ryan, I'm giving you the top spot. Make sure you unmute yourself when you're ready. But we are so pumped to talk to you this morning. Good morning, Ryan. I'm supposed How to be a podcast guy. How could I be <laughs> muted right now? You still might be muted no matter what. But uh, thank you so much Wait, for having me. Can you say that again? Can't hear you. <laughs> what, your mic. Your mic. Oh, my God. Thank uh, you so much for having me, guys. This is amazing. <laughs> Excited to be here. Absolutely. So, so Ryan, so you had a conversation with me recently, actually, in the last few weeks, we were talking podcasting on the phone, you're going through all these different nuts and bolts, and you're throwing things out. So can you can you tell a little a bit about yourself, your background, why you got into podcasting in the first place? 
Yeah. So uh, put simply, you know, like the tagline is I help people launch podcasts without wasting time. And uh, I do I have that because that's what I did. And obviously it wasn't all wasted time, but I've spent the past uh, three or four years. I'm coming up on four years now uh, with my own personal podcast, just trying to figure out how to use podcasting because I'm a rapper and a producer and I have my own personal brand like aside from LinkedIn. And so I kind of created a podcast for that audience. But then I had no idea you know, first of all, how to promote it, how to create clips, how do I get more people to listen to it? How do I get guests to repost it? All of these different things um, throughout this course of this time. I had another example um, is I work for a marketing agency. I created a podcast for them. So that was my first podcast I created for somebody else. And then they put that on the back burner. They moved me to sales. They ended the podcast. I'm like, but it has all this potential. We could have, we only got to like 15 episodes. So at that point I went, all right, this is not, I'm, I'm way bullish on this podcasting thing. I don't, I could just, why would I make one for one company if I can make one for five, mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20. So over the course of, um, as I said, the four years, but really the last two years, mainly focusing on first, it was creating podcasts for myself, then creating them for agencies and businesses. I kind of pivoted. I realized that wasn't my thing. And now it's fully for creating them for personal brands. So we're going to touch on guesting today as well, which, as you said, you don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to start one and you can take advantage of it. It's like your friend has an exotic car. You can hang out with him on the weekends. You can go for a drive. You have the fun, but you don't have to pay the $900 bill to do the oil change. So, That's awesome. Um, you know, we're going to get into the details for sure, but I'm excited to be here and uh, I'm an open book. So we can talk anything podcasting, um, whatever, whatever we want to cover today. Awesome. Sure. Well, first of all, your friends sound amazing. Please introduce us. <laughs> <laughs> you got to actually, I did have a guy on because I found him on Facebook marketplace selling an Audi R8 for a hundred thousand dollars. And I, and, and I asked him to be my podcast and he, and he came on the podcast. So just, oh, you never know how you're going to find these people, but yeah, <laughs> have a cool friend. <laughs> have cool friends. Number one, you know, um, one of my favorite things about podcasts is going back to the humble beginnings, because I think one thing we talk about a lot is that when it comes to marketing and sales and especially social media and, and promotion, it can be a little scary to put yourself out there. You know, it's very vulnerable. What exactly do you say? What's your audience want to hear? And so I love listening to podcasts who've been running for a year or so and go back to those first early episodes to see, oh, this is how they were thinking. This is how it all started. Oh, yeah. The mine are not good, by the way. So don't go look at that <laughs> but yeah it's amazing actually it's great for you us like personally like if you yeah. have a podcast and you mm -hmm. listen to yourself years ago um you realize well hopefully you changed if you realize what you didn't change as well right but yeah it's such a powerful tool for like <clears throat> personal growth growth as well yeah Oh, truly. Some of the early power hour podcast or well, live shows in uh, clubhouse rooms were, you know, I mean, we were putting it together. We were figuring it out by doing it or building the plane as we were flying it. So that's pretty cool. Sorry, Matt, I feel like I cut you off. Me? No, no, yes. um, no, not at all. But based on what you said, Claire, I mean, us, when we did the, the Crystal Prophet podcast, it was awesome to just think about our journey. So Ryan, we did this podcast with Crystal Prophet. She has an awesome podcast regarding uh, podcasting as well. And we were all on her podcast. So it was, it was Aaron, Dan, Claire, myself, and Crystal, and we were talking about everything that we had done in the last year, the evolution and development of the Power Hour. It was just awesome, like you said, to go back and, and hear about all the different things that changed. And 
So I want to jump into just, just the magnitude of podcasts. So everyone listening, they may be thinking, oh, are podcasts still really a thing? I know there's a lot of people that say that. So the amount of money that Apple, Spotify, and Google invest in their podcasting platforms should prove to you that they are recognizing it as something that is here to stay. Okay, something that is not only here to stay, but something that's going to have a massive growth value. I mean, Spotify just changed part of their entire business model based on promoting podcasts, figuring out how to monetize that as well. So you have all these massive companies investing into that, seeing, hey, people enjoy listening to podcasts while they're doing the dishes, while they're cutting the grass, while they're doing, while they're driving to work. I know a lot more people are working from home, but on Saturdays and Sundays, when people are doing things around the house, they are listening to podcasts. So you have this massive audience when you're on certain podcasts of people. I know that I've actually purchased products and services from guests on podcasts. So I think this is an extremely relevant topic that you do not need, like you said, Ryan, to pay that massive car payment. You could just take a spin in a friend's car. You don't need to do all the different things to do a podcast because it is labor intensive at times. It is a lot of work. But if you have something to share, you have a message, you have value to offer. If you're a guest on other people's podcasts, it's going to open yourself up to their network, their audience. So can you talk a little bit about best practices on being a guest on someone else's podcast, Ryan? Yeah, sure. And I'll set the stage a little bit. Um, you know, in the past couple of years now, the people who what I've been saying is the people who went online stayed online. So the people mm -hmm. who went online and were you know just in their house, they started listening to these podcasts and people. Another effect was people around them were doing them, too. So and as you saw on LinkedIn, it was like in the past two years, only eh, a few people had podcasts. You know, they've been going for a while, but then it was like everybody has a podcast. So everybody started it started to become way more accessible. Uh, to people because they saw their colleagues or their coworkers or their best friend or their, um, you know, who, whoever it was, some friend from high school, even because that's me from from my friends from high school. They're like, oh, you know, Sully's got a podcast now, you know, so they it became way more accessible. And then back to that other point, those people who stayed online now or when it opened up, they were just going to the gym now or driving now. Like mm -hmm. they continue to listen to those podcasts. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people say that it's saturated. Um, it's not. I mean, if if I wish we all wish we would have made a ton of YouTube videos and Facebook videos and everything when they had two million users. Right. Like we would have we all wish that we could have gone back there to make that content. That's where podcasting is now. Um, and I'll just finish with this one point before we go into guesting. But the barrier to entry to podcasting is the work itself. It's because it takes so much work. So it's not really it's so hard to become saturated because it takes a lot of work to make a consistent podcast. So people see it on a pedestal, they start trying it, and then they spend 10 hours a week. And they're like, this is just not sustainable. So um, that's that final point I'd like to make is uh, that's why guesting is so is so great. Mm, because like you said, you can, you know, test drive the car, you can have a lot of fun, and then you don't have to make the clips for two hours, <laughs> you know, after, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or hire somebody to do that. Um, but yeah, so today, I, I definitely want to touch on guesting. And uh, it's something that I have that's why I made this guide. So I made this guide called the podcast guesting guide, how to use podcast guesting to grow your business. And uh, you guys took a look at the guide. And but it's not this crazy, intricate thing. It's really like four basic steps, sales and marketing principles. It's it's just applied to podcast guesting. Um, so there's four different four different steps in this, right? So the first one is knowing your value, discovering your value. I think a lot of people, um, they don't know exactly they know what they do. 
but they're not super specific about it because they don't want to leave people out. So yeah. how can we know, how can we discover our value? What's that it factor that we have where our clients go like, yes, you did this for me. And like, I couldn't get this anywhere else. And then number two, know your audience. So how do we find those podcasts or find those audiences that have the problem that we solve? Mm -hmm. um, number three, package it. So now we're going to take all this information that we have and we're going to package it into something that makes sense. So when we're on the podcast and we're speaking to the audience, they go, oh, this person gets it. This guy gets it. This girl gets it. Right. And then finally, search, pitch and get booked. How to actually get on those podcasts, scripts that you can use, tips for that. So that's the four mm -hmm. um, kind of the four steps to do it. And we can mm -hmm. go into more detail from there. Sure. So I want to I want to zoom in and highlight on number two real quick, Ryan, because I think that's an extremely valid and important point regarding the audience, knowing your audience. So we've talked in the past and Claire has mentioned numerous times about really finding your ideal client. Like, who is your ideal client? I mean, she talks about ideal client avatar. So basically, who does that person who does that person look like? What do they do? A little bit about their life. So for me, I primarily work with CEOs and executives that are 45 to 65 years of age. They, they typically run medium-sized companies. So for me to go on a podcast that's a, a health and fitness podcast, though I'm excited to get healthier this year, that's one, that's not my expertise. And two, I don't... I don't think that's going to reach the audience that I really want to reach, which are, are, are super driven uh, CEOs of medium sized companies. And maybe some of them are on a podcast like that. But there are other podcasts that I could be on that I know that more than likely I'm going to hit my target audience. Mm -hmm. In addition, you don't need to be on every podcast. I was re I, someone reached out to me actually last night and talked about them doing this thing regarding recruiting and hiring and all these different things, which. Yes, the, the business leaders that I that I work with, they have to think about retention and winning the talent war, but that's going to be more Claire's thing. Her going on the podcast, she is a whiz when it comes to resume writing. So that's that's more of a fit for her, for her audience. So that's really important, knowing your client avatar, who are the people you're serving, and then just looking on the podcast and focusing on, on the timing aspect of it. Again, me going on a health and fitness podcast, I might reach part of my audience, but I have I have other podcasts that I can go on that's probably going to be more worth and valuable, uh, valuable as far as timing perspective. So I think that's really important. I don't know if Claire, if you want to, if you want to echo that point about the ideal client avatar, <clears throat> and just talking about like, really, really focusing on who your audience is. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So I um, just saw a comment here from Patrick, and he talked about, you know, how great it has been for him to be on podcasts. It's uh, to spread his message about shifting from debate to collaboration before conflict starts. I think that's great. And I think you nailed it. At first, the first thing we have to do is understand who our ideal audience is. And then once we do, something I like to do is to focus on other leaders in my space or in a parallel space who are also serving an ideal audience for me. So therefore, even if we're slightly in a competitive uh, space, we're still helping each other by getting that podcast to fly, but also reaching that parallel audience. I'm a huge fan of Russell Brunson. I think you guys know that we've probably mentioned it before. And he talks a lot about this dream 100 and the dream 100 essentially is that who do you ideally want to align yourself with to create super fans because they are also serving the audience that you want to serve. And I think that's a really great way to earmark podcasts or to start looking for podcasts where you see, okay, the people who I know I can serve from my best self 
are also listening to this person. Mm. It's a great point, Matt. I love that. So I just want to kind of back that up, right? Knowing your audience to know which podcast you should actually be on, right? Mm -hmm. If you get invited or you go like, oh, hey, this person has this podcast, like I want to go check it out. Right? Is that actually the right fit for you? Can you actually add value to that audience? Is that audience of value to you and your business, right? But I think Ryan brought up a really great point in the beginning of that. It's just like, or, or, or like, kind of like getting really meta here, right? Yeah. I used to go on podcasts and I'd be like, okay, you know, that they have the right audience is perfect, but I just, I just show up and throw up, right? Like I would just go like, oh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, like, and I, I think that's fine if you're just getting started, but like you really kind of have to know your audience and know, know your audience, the audience of the podcast and how you can actually truly deliver value to them. And Ryan's showing up today with a very, right? He can talk about anything podcasting, but he's coming here specifically to talk about guessing on podcasts and four steps in order to do so, right? Like having those talk tracks that when you show up to a certain podcast to be able to talk about something specific is really going to help you resonate with that audience and, and drive value, right? And there's, there's plenty of freedom for you to kind of like go down rabbit holes and, and off on random tangents. But as long as you're, you're coming back to that main thread and delivering that value. So, so Ryan, I'd love to know like your thoughts on that. If, you know, when you encourage people to go guest on shows, do you, do you encourage them to have like, and right, like they might have multiple talk tracks and it might depend, but like, how, like, how do you kind of encourage people to set up, like, here's what you should go into a podcast talking about. Here's how you can, should kind of like draw that thread between what you do and the audience that you're, you're trying to appeal to. I think it all starts with how, with the first message, right? So it starts with that LinkedIn message, that email of, Hey, I'd like to be on your show. Obviously it's, it, we use some different wording depending on, you know, who you are. You're going to use your own words. I actually have a script in the guide. It's like a sample script, but it's a Thanks. good, um, it's a good framework to, to, to use, but you're setting this up and you're saying, Hey, I know your audience is this, this is what I do. And this is the solution I'm going to give them. So you're starting it from that initial email so when they have you on, they know, you know, um, mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I how I like to frame it. But and just to touch on that kind of um, decision making framework, so to say, for deciding which podcast to be on. I mean, this is business at the end of the day. I mean, when I start launch podcasts with people, we treat it like a business. We start with the why. Right. That like North Star, because that helps you make your decisions. So when you go, when somebody says, hey, can you be in my podcast? The audience is truck drivers. Right you're that's great but if you go back to your why and you're like okay i help this person do this through this if you being on that podcast doesn't help those people mm -hmm. then don't be on that podcast mm -hmm. so that's kind of how i look <laughs> at it but to answer your question how i you know encourage people to start i have a uh, document that i give to people where it has like all the podcast facebook groups and like examples of posts that people make in there um, and then which ones, you know, which ones allow you to promote your show, which ones allow you to promote yourself as a guest. So what I do is well, I encourage people to go in there and be on shows that are smaller. I think it's just a little bit less pressure, um, you know, probably not live to start and just be obviously it would be nice to be on shows that are directly in that niche. Um, so that's why I encourage people to do. But even if that's hard to do, just be on smaller shows that are sure if you're talking about marketing, you can be on a more broader business show. Um, but yeah, I encourage people, listen, if you're not having fun with this, it's not worth it. So yeah. be on some shows that you can have a little bit of fun, um, mm -hmm. not 16 of them, maybe just a couple just to start your friend of friends podcast, just to get a little bit of airtime. Uh, but yeah. that's that's what I encourage people to do is uh, is have kind of that why that kind of North Star where you can just base all your decisions off that. Um, but if you're going to start and you have nothing, 
Um, just being on a couple podcasts to start if you've never been on one is a great place. I'm yeah. Sure. Now, some people that are listening may think like, wow, that sounds like a lot of time. I have to send messages and I have to go through some people telling me, no, they don't want me on the podcast. Is it really worth it? So I want you to think about normally doing business with someone, you're not going to do it from an email, typically at all or social media. Typically, that's the start where you recognize someone, you're starting to build that traction, and then you take it offline to a discovery call. What I've realized over the last several months is that podcasts actually 10x a discovery call. And what I mean by that is you're almost having a discovery call, not only with the person that's interviewing you, you're having a discovery call with their entire audience. Because if the podcaster has done a good job and they have a podcast like Ryan's that's been around for four years, they've built trust with their audience. They have an audience that enjoys listening to them or they wouldn't keep showing up. So while you're talking to that person, you're actually connecting on a deeper business relationship level with that person interviewing you, but you're also connecting with, with their audience as well. So you're supercharging any kind of discovery call. That's why you you have the ability to land more sales because you're not just talking one-on-one -on -one at that point. You're talking one-on-one, -on -one, but with an audience in the background. This is huge. I mean, Dan Mott and I, the reason why he's part of this power hour, he's a moderator, how we really got connected is he asked me to be on his podcast. We, I, I mean, I, yeah, we did have a little bit of a brief discovery call, but we really had that relationship start based on the podcast. He was offering me value. I was offering him value. We're doing exactly what Ryan said. I was sharing different aspects of story strategy on his podcast. He was giving me a platform and an audience to do that. So it just, it connected us to a point where I knew who Dan Mott was. I wanted to do more for him. That The whole thing of reciprocity kicks in where it's like, hey, if this guy's willing to promote my message to his audience, what can I do to help him? And you're just starting that business relationship on a really, really good footing. So I, I really appreciate this conversation. I think that's such a great point, Matt, right? Too, because like people always think, this is across the board, right? Like how does it lead to more sales? But like, there's there's a lot of different things that happen in there that you need to consider, right? Like it's not always about just finding your clients. There's strategic partnerships and opportunities and collaboration that you have to worry about, right? And like to, to Matt's point, like I would not be here today if it wasn't for that message that I sent him. What was that? Like two little over two years ago now. It was pre-COVID. Um, I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the world was not like it is now. <laughs> um, and I mean, I think that's important, right? Like there's, there's a lot of value in guesting or right in both in having a podcast or guesting on a podcast mm -hmm. and like strategic relationships, right? Like that person might not buy from you, but there's, uh, we've, Matt and I have had extreme amounts of opportunity to collaborate. Uh, we formed a, you know, an amazing partnership around this show as a result of that. Um, so what, in your opinion, are some of the other benefits? Um, like, and, and there's, there's a lot, right? So like, maybe just pick one and dive into it. Ryan, where, where do you think is like, in addition to strategic relationships, where's another opportunity for guesting on podcasts to, to help you grow your business and generate more revenue? Yeah. Uh, and just to because I, I have to say this off of the points you just made, all amazing points, um, exactly what I tell people. I stole this from Chris <laughs> Walker, though, um, which is the ninety nine point nine percent of people are not ready to buy. Right. This isn't about like making a sale. OK, you, I'm on this podcast tomorrow. I make 10 sales. Like that's not how it works. This content's evergreen. It lives mm -hmm. there. 
Um, podcast guesting is going to be around for hopefully forever for a long time, as far as I can see. Right. So that's that thing of, yeah, as you guys said, you're building those relationships, but it's not, it is about the showing up on the next podcast and the next podcast and, and creating content. It's like that all encompassing approach. And this is a great way, as you said, to supercharge the trust, um, which I really, which I think is, is, is probably, that's got to be one of the main benefits because like you said, it's a hundred X um, what a regular <laughs> discovery call is or a tag in a post. Like you actually get to learn, know, know people, you know, that's the great yeah. thing. Like you, if you sit down with somebody for an hour, they can't hide behind a LinkedIn profile. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, I could go into some other benefits. I mean, this is um, the trust for sure, but think about the content. Okay. You're getting, this is a well, nice produced show. You guys had a nice intro. You got the logo here. We're all on different, these boxes. It looks great. Like this looks, if you don't have a podcast, but then you're on somebody's podcast, they're just giving you your own content for free, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is one thing though, that a lot of podcast hosts don't realize is that if you want guests to post your stuff, um, one way to do it is to make content for them. So you mm -hmm. go, so as a host or even as a guest, you ask, Hey, I'm, I have X amount of following on Instagram. Um, can you do you, like, could we make some Instagram clips out of this? Like, do you have an editor? Can we work together? Like, mm -hmm. that's another thing you can do. I think um, obviously the trust thing is great, but that content you can, we have an hour here. I might be talking for 20 or 30 minutes of it. I was just on the who, you know, show um, job networking show. I think I probably talked for like 20, 30 minutes on there. That's 10, 20 clips. That could be, they made a whole blog post out of it. I can then repurpose their post and post it on my website with permission. So it's a hundred, uh, once again, the benefits of podcasting, owning the podcast, those are all benefits for that. But as well as when you're the guest, if you're on 10 podcasts, you have now five to 10 hours of you speaking and content that you can go and yeah. repurpose. And you could probably be a guest on 20 podcasts and not make any content yourself for six months and just have an editor edit those clips. And then yes. you're promoting those people every time you make that post. So now you guys are reposting that and our audience is just cycling and cycling. So I think the, um, that was actually a video that I, that I dropped um, yesterday morning, I think, which is just, that's the main bet. That's a huge benefit is this con content, um, the content itself. And you're recording it for me. You guys are recording it for me right now. And I just yeah. hand it off to my editor and makes clips, you know, I can have content for a year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate you mentioning the evergreen content aspect too. So yes, repurposing. Awesome. Everything that you said, there's all these different clips that can come out of an hour talk for sure. But the evergreen, that, that point that you made is so true. It's so powerful too. I had a conversation with my wife, my wife recently, and we were talking about a specific topic and she said, Hey, I'm going to send you a podcast. Why don't you listen to this? I think it really answers what we're talking about. She sent me a podcast from three years ago, yeah. but it was evergreen content. So the more you think about it, if you guess on someone else's podcast, you could be in a conversation seven months later with a potential client, with a prospect. And you say, Hey, what just came up in our conversation? I think I, I, I it, a lot will be answered on this one podcast that I did. You sent them the podcast. Now you're going to look like the expert. And they're going to get even more in-depth knowledge and wisdom based on that. So evergreen content is so, so stinking important. So I really appreciate mm -hmm. you mentioning that. Mm. Yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead, Claire. No, no, please, Frank. I was, what popped into my head, too, is the authority piece. Okay. So you're a coach, consultant, whatever you do, um, even if you work for a company, and you're starting to build this personal brand, um, and you're, which means you're posting content on LinkedIn, you're becoming 
you're becoming a little media company. That's how I frame it to all these people now, which is like, if you're on a media platform, you're a little media business. So you need authority, right? So you start, you know, you have your offer. Maybe you got your offer ironed out. You got your LinkedIn profile. I did all of this without a website. We just had a website in the last month. Um, so you might be starting to build your website when you go, when people go on your website and they see, oh, he's been on 12 podcasts and all those podcasts are you just telling your story mm -hmm. and what you do best. Um, that's another side fringe benefit of, of having a little press section, um, a little PR, uh, to be honest. I just spoke to somebody about this. I didn't realize like a lot of this is PR at the highest level. Um, so yeah, you're nodding your head, Claire. You probably know, know a lot more about that than I do. <laughs> but that's what they said. They were like, Hey, why aren't you doing PR and radio and stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just being a guest on podcasts. Oh, are you yeah. listing all those podcasts on your website? Oh, well, okay. I guess we should do that. Cause that's, that's a trust builder as well. So another fringe benefit that just popped in my head. That's such yeah. a great one to mention too. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, go ahead. I should say it's social proof, right? Like we can talk yeah. about ourselves until we're blue in the face, but when we, when we get authority from other people and those come in the form of testimonials or like, if you ever see like on people's profiles or content where it says like as featured on, yeah. um, right? Like that's like industry proof and podcasts are the same, right? Like if you are on a well-known, well-trusted podcast, like even if you don't listen to that episode, just the fact that you're on that person's show is like, right? They trusted you enough to come onto their show and actually talk to their audience. That in and of itself is social proof right there, so. Yeah, I was talking to a client last week and I think one area where, you know, job seekers, especially those who want to pivot into a different industry can really set themselves apart is by doing things like podcasting, which is a little bit out of the box for everybody on the job market, I understand. But the thing is, nobody is one dimensional, right? I mean, I uh, am a writer, but also I love to refinish furniture and jump rope in my spare time and sometimes play the ukulele. So the and thing drive is, every day. and I drive tractors on the week. Well, I used that's an episode that's for another awesome. day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was working with this gentleman and uh, he wants to transition into marketing. And he was telling me these stories about when he was traveling and what he was learning from these different cultures that he was, you know, observing and immersing himself in. And that's how he comes to a lot of the ideas that he wants to bring to marketing. But unless we put ourselves out there with social media or live content, like you're talking about, or podcast guesting, for example, it's a very small chance that another person will get to hear that story and much less a hiring manager unless they're already in that interview. So it's a really neat way to add that social proof and add that other aspect of your life so that it comes forward. And so that people can experience that other expertise that you have. And something that's been, uh, been going, going around LinkedIn a lot lately is this idea and this reminder that we don't always have to come up with fresh ideas. We, all, we just need to own our stories. And I think that's one thing that when Matt and I very first started working together last year, almost, almost this week exactly, was if you want to make a message that sticks, tell it in story form. And I think the best podcasts that I've listened to are when the guests are able to not only talk about what they do, but share it in a story. And that's really what sticks with audiences and that's what sticks. And then we can return to that story because it's so much of the fabric of who we are. So do you talk uh, with clients and, and, you know, when you're coaching people on being on your podcast, Ryan, do you encourage them to tell in story form? 
Oh yeah, so I just I actually just started doing it. I got this idea from Tim Ferriss. Oh know, yeah, love him. Probably the best pot, one of the best podcasters of all time. By the way, they told him people, everybody you talked to told him not to start that podcast, not to launch that podcast. It wasn't gonna work. Seven hundred million downloads later, you know. So yeah. it's just it's insane. Um, the <laughs> ability, the fact that you can do it, uh, kind of what you were touching on, the fact that we have this LinkedIn, um, unlimited organic reach on TikTok and Instagram, and all these things like. The fact that you can do it, you, mm. you should do it. It's 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 right here for us. But um, yeah, so I just started implementing this. I have a form that people fill out for my podcast. And now I, I liked what Tim did sometimes, only sometimes, but he would have people start with a story, like a compelling story. Mm. Um, so now that's just a section, uh, like long form section on my form. If they'd like to start with a story, uh, we do. So I had um, somebody on who's a rapper and he's from Arizona. And so we had him, I spoke to his manager and, and, and she organized him to get on the show. And so he started with performing in front of a thousand people and me even not being an artist, I'd be interested in that. Um, and, and just kind of like what that experience is like out of curiosity. So we started the podcast with that story and, you know, the conversation just did its thing from there, but I really did enjoy like just that. I didn't even plan it uh, to, to be like that. He asked me if he could start with that story. And since then um, I've, I've, I've used that as a hook. And a lot of times not everybody wants to do it. I'd say it's probably maybe like 10, 15% of the time, but, uh, but yeah, it's a great way to, to start an episode. Now we're kind of getting into podcasting itself, but if you want to do that as a guest, let's frame it for the guest. If you have a great compelling story, and like I said, everything's about that prep and that email and how you frame it. Hey, I'll tell this story. Um, and maybe you told it on another podcast and you can link them to that episode so they can watch it and decide for themselves, um, you know, if they want you to start open with that. But that's something else you could do, too, like as the, the basis of Matt's whole thing, mm -hmm. Claire, that you just mentioned, like, yeah, stories are everything. That's why I have a conversational show, um, because my thing is, yeah, you did this thing. It's cool. But let's take it all the way back and tell the story up until now. So that's actually the framework of my whole podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, but the storytelling portion itself is number one, a great way to open an episode. Number two might be a great way to connect with that audience off the bat uh, quickly. And you can frame that to the host and ask them if, if, uh, if they could highlight that story sure. on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to tick a lot of people off probably was saying this. I'm probably <laughs> going to, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. Right here, I'm going to take a lot of people off. All right. So there's still a thought <clears throat> that's being pushed out into the marketing world that I was really embraced decades ago okay so for any baby boomer that's listening i really want you to think about this decades ago the mantra was write a book write a book write a book you will position yourself as an expert if you write a book and that mentality is still circulating today people say all the time become an author write a book you're going to position yourself as an author the likelihood of you becoming a New York Times bestselling author is slim to none. Let's not kid ourselves, right? You can agonize and rip your hair out and spend a year to two years writing a masterful book. If you sell 5,000 copies, you did a good job. Or you could go on a bunch of podcasts, build an audience like that, become an expert like that. You have people that have an audience that respect them, they trust them, and they're heaping praise on you as the expert, you're immediately positioning yourself as an expert. So instead of wanting to rip your hair out writing a book, because most people, they want to have a nervous breakdown when they think about writing a book. I mean, that's a lot of stress, right? How, what do I do? How do I start? Well, yeah, it's a lot. It's tedious. It's, it's, it is 
a lot of hard work. Or you can go and share your story, share your expertise on people's podcasts, and you're going to 10x your ability to position yourself as that expert very, very quickly. That's the power of the social proof and being a guest on other people's podcasts. I recently started my podcast, Stories with Traction, on episode five. Okay, so that's really early on. On episode five of my podcast, the person actually, it was either. It might have even been sooner than that. It might have been three or four. It was really early on. A guest that I had reached out to me right after the podcast. And she said, a day or two after this podcast launched, someone reached out to me. They're a client. And this is like in an infancy stage of a podcast. So it just to speak to the power and the magnitude of you're talking about, you know, Ryan's podcast being up for four years, you're the ability to position yourself as an expert today you got to change your thinking with it. You don't need to take one to two years to position yourself as an expert anymore. You could spend a month and be a guest on a bunch of people's podcasts and you just increase your audience tenfold. Mm -hmm. So I want you to really reframe the way you think about, about social proof when it comes to podcasting. I think that's such a great point, right? Because building an audience takes a lot of work. And when you go and you tap into audiences that already exist, it makes your job so much easier. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. It's that parallel mentality, right? You you find who already is speaking to those people you want to serve, <clears throat> and then you align, and it's it's magic. It's really magic. So so Ryan, what can you run down the four steps for us one more time? And by the way, are you sharing this? Are we allowed to share this guide with everybody here today? Oh, everybody, yeah. Yeah, if you yes. want to just, whatever's easier. If you want to just DM me, I'll send it. Or if you want to just awesome. include it as a link, yeah, either way. Um, awesome. Yeah, everybody can get it, 100%. That's great. You guys, uh, this this guide is amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. I was just reading through it this last week, and it's, it's like 11 pages. It's really condensed. It's right to the point, but he captures everything that you need in a really simple one, two, three, four step. So, Ryan, do you want to kind of run through those steps really quick and then maybe talk a little bit about what people can do today, you know, to move forward in podcasting or just being ready to be a great guest on podcasts. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so awesome. let's run it down. So discover your value, right? Number one, um, we didn't touch on this as much because I think a lot of people, to be honest, I think a lot of people listening and watching kind of get it. They have clients, they know what they do, um, mm -hmm. and they know how they do it. So, but if you don't, that's a great way. Um, the discover your value piece um, is once you know that, then you're basically good, right? You have your you know what you do, how you do it, who you do it for, right? Mm -hmm. So then knowing the audience. So as we mentioned, which is the bulk of this conversation, um, because it's so important, think about it. Podcasts don't have a comment section, right? Mm -hmm. Where's the comment section? On the host's LinkedIn, on the host's mm -hmm. Facebook, on the host's Instagram. That's where you go see who their audience is. That's where you go engage with their audience and become a member of their audience. So mm -hmm. knowing the audience, very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, step three, package it so we know how it might work in a linkedin comment but will it work on a podcast the only way to know is if you frame this uh the way what you do in a coherent way because people are listening and watching so i use the xyz statement we get into it um in the guide but uh but that's a very you know common way of, of framing what you do um so you so definitely download the guide check out the xyz write out your own xyz that's going to make it really simple once you're on podcast to explain what you do Finally, search, pitch, and get booked. So how to find those podcasts. There's directories everywhere. 
there's directories. They have their own directories for the directories. So <laughs> there's so many. So many. Um, yeah, but literally, I can know somebody who just compiled. Um, shout out to James Bishop. He just compiled all the podcast companies in the world. There's a directory for that. There's it's wow. they're everywhere. Right. So um, if you have to go on the platforms, the big ones, but you can go on smaller ones, charitable. Um, you know, you can go on Spotify itself and keep scrolling until you find the smaller shows that have a little bit smaller audience. Right. Um, and then go pitch those shows. Connect with people on LinkedIn. Go on your link. LinkedIn's here. You just go search podcast host and you get 4 million people. So just like all the people are there. You just got to mm -hmm. connect with them. Um, so kind of, yeah, those four steps. I think a lot of people probably have one or they have three figured out and not the fourth or they have the first two and not the second two. You probably have a lot of this already figured out. And this is the beauty of the live podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is what, That's it. But that's really it. Like you might not want to start live. You might want to start a little bit back if you've never been interviewed live before, you know, um, maybe on a pre-recorded podcast. But this is the real like you're getting it right here right now. Um, but those are really the four steps, the rundown. Um, and, uh, and, and, and kind of to wrap that up though, just, I, I need to say this because it's so important for me uh, personally, mental and physical health, right? Um, do not be on these podcasts if you don't have yourself figured out. And I'm not saying that I'm like, I literally, I have this, I have a singing bowl right here. Like I, there's a lot of different things that I do. I literally have this like stress ball thing. Like I have, there's a lot of things that I do cause I'm so type a and I'm so like worked up all the time. So just, you kind of have to understand your personality type, make sure you're eating well, make sure you're drinking lots of water, especially if you're drinking coffee and, uh, and, and, and just get your mental and physical alignment spiritual as well. But that's another conversation, but get that aligned so you can be on these podcasts and go and be yourself because there's no, it's none of this that we talked about for the last hour is worth doing if you're not in the right mindset and the right headspace. And that sounds a little fluffy, but it's true. Um, go be on yeah. a podcast when you had two hours of sleep. They're, the host is going to be like, why did why'd you even show up for this? Right? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that would that would be my final point kind of to wrap that up. Mm -hmm. Something that I'm really super passionate about um, is that kind of that health component, too. So. That's so great. I think people are really waking up to that fact too. I know that most, if not every single one of the people who I admire, who, you know, these big thought leaders eventually get to the point of, Hey, I mean, success is great. Money is great. Influence is great. But if you don't have your mind, your spirituality and yourself figured out yet, what's it, what's the point? So I really appreciate you sharing that today. Um, you guys, we are going to drop Ryan's uh, guide in the chat. We'll also add it to the comments of this live today so that you can grab that. And do not hesitate connect to connect with Ryan on LinkedIn and let him know he did an amazing job and that you, got, you guys want to be involved too. So Ryan, where else can we find you before we close out today? Yeah, sure thing. So Ryan, I put the R there because... I like there's people named Ryan Sullivan that just connect with me every day. <laughs> we're just like, hey, we're connected. Yeah. So there's a million, but Ryan R. Sullivan on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, and any other Twitter, any other social media platform, it's podcast principles. Um, but you could follow my my uh, personal Instagram. Uh, that's why I release music and my personal podcast and all that stuff. Um, so that's at Sully Bop, S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P. It's also the link. Uh, on my LinkedIn, it's slash IN slash Sully Bop. So all those platforms, you can just look up Sully Bop, Brian R. Sullivan, you can find me there. And uh, yeah, new podcast coming out uh, at the end of January, as well as a community for content creators too. So stay tuned for that. Nice. 
Oh, awesome. Please keep us in the loop about that. There I are will. a ton of content creators here. We're seeing a ton here in the chat too. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. It is so great to be back for season two. You guys don't even know how good it feels. Patrick, Denise, Steve, everybody who's here, Josh, and, and chat it up in the comments. Thank you so much for joining us today. As we always say, our time is our greatest currency and your time is your greatest currency. So the fact that you chose to spend it with us this morning does not go missed. We are so appreciative, appreciative of every single one of you. And special shout out today to Steve and Denise. Thank you so much for helping us as our first brand ambassadors. We are truly grateful to you as well. So <clears throat> without further ado, Ryan, thank you so much. Matt and Dan, have a wonderful day and we will see you next time on Power Hour. Go Bye. get booked on a podcast. Yeah, yeah do it. <laughs> yes, man, let's do it. Thank you guys so much. It's been great. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Exactly.